hello and welcome to the second unit with me, Freddie and Meg. Hi. Today's film, we are carrying on our theme on society. Capitalist we, uh, destruction. Cap- of course. Cage. And um, we 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 got a little mixed mixed bag of, of problems uh, today. All, all all things we run into in in modern life class. Uh, the justice system, yeah. marriage, and monogamy, um, but it's all a lot briefer than High Rise today because Wild Tales is six short little films, not one long, weird Tom Hiddlestony nightmare. It's a it's a bit more manageable, I'd say, than High Rise, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more graphic though, I think. Um, maybe a wince in a couple places. What do you mean by, by graphic? Like in High Rise, like, when everyone was like punching each other mm. and like attacking each other, there was like blood and stuff, but this was a little bit more like, oh, you're watching a man literally get hanged. And he's like, yeah, I feel like you are forgetting about the bit in High Rise where Tom Hilson's got, you know, the head on his operating table and literally peels the guy's skin off. Because that might be one of the worst things I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, I think this is Other a little bit, that. like, overall, this is a little bit more gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were gross bits. Yeah, real, real sort of, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. What was your biggest ooh, ah, uh, ooh moment, then? So there's this uh, bit where um, this, so this lady at a diner is one of the stories. She's poisoning mm. this loan shark who's like caused her father to kill himself and his son comes in and eats the poison yeah. and he just starts vomiting and it's minging <laughs> it's absolutely minging and then the dad's like clocked on and goes to attack the girl doesn't he and then she like raises her head from the floor after his hands on her head yeah and like and all she's just all sticky her. with yeah. blood on her face and it's like oh minging man there's someone's <laughs> juice she's just laying in juice it's gross I don't like that bit. <laughs> you spilled my man juice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess. I guess we'll we'll go through each one one by one and sort of. Is that the best way to do this? We've have we dealt with an anthology before on the podcast? I'm not sure we have. No. No. Let's do one by one. One by one. All right. Yeah. So, first of all, mm-hmm. um, is is. A plane, people checking in for their flight, and they're on the plane, and two people get to talking, and she's like, oh, I'm a model, and he's like, oh, I'm a teacher, <laughs> and he says where he teaches, and he says, oh, and the other one's like, I know you, you were you were teaching at this school when my boyfriend was there, and you were really mean to him, and God, he took him months to recover from the review you gave him of his music, and... And then someone says, I'm sorry, are you talking about, what's his name, Gabriel Patonac? Yeah. And I taught him when he was in primary school, and then someone else goes, "What are you talking about? This? Are you talking?" And it, it, it transpires that everyone on this plane knows Gabriel Pasternak and has wronged him in some way. And then the flight attendant says, uh, "Gabriel Pasternak was the flight attendant, and he's just locked himself in the cabin, and the pilots aren't responding." And then the plane plummets, and oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. The last thing is. His psychiatrist runs up and says, Gabriel, it's not our fault. It's your parents. They're to blame for everything. And they're not on this flight. And then it cuts to who you can only assume 
are his parents yeah. sitting in their back garden as they see this little speck of a plane approach them and then get bigger <laughs> and so bigger and bigger and it, it's and then we get our opening titles on the freeze frame of the plane like centimeters from annihilating them it Terrifying. was honestly like a seinfeld freeze frame yeah it was yeah. I didn't think it was meant to be funny, but I thought... Oh, it absolutely was funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think that is... I think this film is... Just before we started, Meg said, I think I was laughing at points where I wasn't really meant to be laughing. You're absolutely meant to be laughing at that point. That is yeah. hilarious. I, um... So, when I was watching this, for the whole time, I was, like, forgetting that it's an anthropology, and I was like, where, where, where's the plane? <laughs> and then I remembered, and I was like, oh... How does the plane tie oh. into all this other stuff? How long yeah, till you remembered it's an like, anthology? Oh, it, it took me until um, the... The bomb. The, that's, like, almost at the end. Little bomber. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's bang in the middle. Bang that in the middle. Bang in the middle, yeah, because you got the plane, and then the second one, which is the rat diner. And then you got the third one, which is the. Um, uh, that's the guy two blokes in the car. In the car. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the bomber. And then it's and the then bomber. And then you got a guy who runs like, over a pregnant two woman. Two after that. And then you got okay. Well, it's pretty much <laughs> in the middle. It's quite a long one. <laughs> yes, I suppose. Um, I think this first um, story short story would you call mm -hmm. that the piece segment segment i'm calling them segments this first segment um really quite perfectly illustrates what the whole film is about because whenever you do an anthology it's it's rarely if ever just you know random stories you know someone who had mm. just six ideas didn't just want to make six short films wanted to get a budget for a whole film it, it, there's usually some threat some theme and yeah. I think the theme in this film is people reacting to society and our institutions um, that we've set up reacting to these things when they fail us what do people do when our societal safety nets do not catch us so in this first one yeah. it's all about this guy that you never see you never see Gabriel Pasenak but every single thing in his life his girlfriend his teachers his primary school teachers his his best friend you can assume you, his psychiatrist is there you can assume his landlords in that plane you can assume his bankers in that plane his parents probably you know his his social worker his whatever every that one person, guy who looked at him wrong the one guy that looked at him wrong every everyone you deal with in life his boss is probably there his his colleagues everyone is in that plane who knows him because this is a guy who has who has consistently been at least in his eyes wronged i think what is this his girlfriend cheated on him with his best friend didn't he so everything everything has gone wrong in this man's life so yeah, he's... the poor air hostess was just a girl who rejected him for dinner yeah exactly like, I'm not saying it's justified <laughs> but but everything nothing has gone right 
for this man. No. In in any way, friendship, love, work, whatever. So he's got them all on the plane, and he's just going to kill them all. Um, and that's, you know, that's the grand theme, I think. Mm. That's the most broad and probably the most silly story. Yeah. In the whole thing. And then the the rest of the five are way more grounded. It's still quite silly in, in places. <clears throat> Funny, definitely. But they're more grounded and focus in a little more in depth in singular aspects. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd say it's about like the worst of human nature. The worst of human nature? Yeah, because I, everyone I... in these short stories progresses to a level of like unnatural behaviour to the point where it ends like someone's life someone mm. dies as a result you say natural behavior or unnatural behavior unnatural unnatural okay because see i'd say there are extreme say moments of violence which you wouldn't mm. necessarily react is that not to. natural well, is violence not within us because i'd say no it's, it's not natural it's, i'd say it's not about people acting unnatural i'd say it's about the unnatural things we've put in place and how they will inevitably fail us and then that's when you get people's probably natural maybe not natural more primal i suppose reactions you know they're regressing that's why i think it was a but good thing to follow on from high rise further than just primal anger sometimes it just goes like onto full spite or onto just mm. plain sociopathic tendencies like for example in the diner one the the waitress doesn't really want to poison the loan shark at first no. but this chef ever this, really yeah this cook is like do it it'll be good it's mm. fine it doesn't matter this loan shark hasn't wronged her in any way this loan shark has no impacts on her life the the cooks but the cook is just so down to poison um the guy over this false sense of moral <laughs> justice and it's like that's not natural and then she stabs yeah. him she's like yeah. we'll cover it up we'll do all this and we'll stab him so her behavior is just as bad if not worse than the loan shark's behavior but i'd say that's wrong you're right those are though that is wrong but uh well i'll quickly uh explain what happens basically you can you can pick it up essentially it's these two women working in a diner the waitress and the chef um and this bloke comes in and the waitress is like this the guy that just walked in uh ruined my family uh you know what did he do like blackmail uh her sold dad sold off the, her farm and her dad sold off her farm so but he's organized crime ruined ruined her family life basically mm. Uh, tells this whole sob story and the chef's like let's kill him <laughs> yeah she's again it's it's funny it's absolutely for laughs yeah. really this one I'd say this is maybe the funniest segment just because the chef's so like yeah let's do it <laughs> and she's like no we're not gonna kill him and then she gives him his food and the chef's like I did it I put rat poison in it and she's like oh my god no <laughs> what are you doing and then she's like you're just watching it you yeah, can take the go, food off him go stop it then and then the uh, like mob boss's son comes in and starts eating with him and you know she sees that as an innocent person so she walks over and just like 
swipes all the food off the table and is like, stop eating and and the guy's like, what did you do to my chips? And starts, you know, grabbing her, beating her up a bit, and the chef just runs out of the kitchen with a great big knife and just stabs him to death. Yeah. So, as you said, it shows you uh, people acting unnaturally. But I would say there there are two people in this scene, like you pointed out, who are acting badly, being naughty. You've got the chef poisoning and stabbing, and the mob boss who has a history of of doing terrible things. That's why the waitress has this whole sob story and he's now uh, running for like local government I'd say that's again less about people acting unnaturally because I think those two characters are representative of different aspects of society yeah so the the chef um says that yeah I spent some time in prison it's not that bad you play a lot of cards she makes it sound quite nice so she's a a representation of how um you know prisons and rehabilitation just doesn't work at least I'm not saying it doesn't I guess this is what the film's saying um and and to mention as well I'm not sure we've mentioned this whole film is uh it's an Argentinian film so all this is based on Argentinian politics and their society, something I know nothing about. In fact, my only exposure is really this film. So, is it bad? Is it good? This film portrays it as pretty terrible. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? But and the mob boss guy is obviously showing how you know organized crime is rampant, and that is you know again organized. It's an organization. So. Yeah. Is it about people doing bad things or about organisations being flawed, you think? It would be about more than one thing, I think. I think it's the worst of human nature. <clears throat> and then it's also about the cages of capitalism because everything has a tie to capitalism. Sure. Yeah, that's what I yeah. say. Okay. It's a I think... dual, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think I think you're right, but I'm always right. <laughs> I think I think those characters are less supposed to be people and more stand-ins for the institutions they represent. Yeah. And I think the only people, the real people in that first one, not the first one, this this second, it's the first proper one. The, the first one's like super short. It's like two minutes before the credits. It's yeah. not a taster. This is the first proper one, the diner one. The only two real characters in it or not even characters the first two real humans in it are the waitress and the guy's son who you know are sort of both like sort of surrogates mentees for the other two the kid is the son of a crime boss so is he gonna grow up to be like him and this is a, a waitress working under this chef who is an ex-con is she gonna be like him and you don't see it so much with the son but at least with the waitress you see you see how she is challenged to Mm. be like the chef and she rejects it she could very easily just let them both eat those chips and that's even what the chef says when the waitress is like 
but his son's just come in and he's eaten the rat poison chips and mm. the chef's like, oh, well, he's just going to grow up to be just like him. Yeah. It's like these two, the waitress and the son still have agency because they haven't been corrupted yet, almost. Yeah, I think so. That's my reading of it. Yeah. <laughs> agree with that. Yeah. So, again, it's all about how systems break down or, or fail us. So the crime boss guy should have gone to prison, didn't go to prison. The, the cook's been in prison, isn't better off for it, is probably worse off for it, it seems. And through those failings, they take their matters into their own hands because these are people that think the justice system does not work. So they take it into their own hands and a guy might not be innocent, but he's dead now. So, not good. Yeah. Not I think good the, at the, all. the biggest example of that is in the, the one where the guy runs over a pregnant mum. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they come up with all these, these plots and even have a scapegoat for him and everything, but the guy's conscience gets a bit too much and he's like, I'm just going to confess, and then he's ultimately killed by the husband of the woman he killed. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. That's probably the the closest one in theme. I suppose if if this mm. diner one is about you know the justice system failing this the one so what happens is uh, this kid rich kid from a rich family gets home and he's accidentally run over and killed a pregnant woman um, in a hit and run in a hit and run and he gets home tells his dad and his dad's like alright we'll sort it out and they like uh, bribe well they, they bribe the, the police they bribe his lawyer to make this all happen and they uh, yeah pay the full guy like this um, uh, like a or something he? yeah yeah he's like a groundskeeper yeah, yeah. sort of type <laughs> um, to to take the full say he was driving he took the car for a spin he hit and run he came home that guy's gonna go to prison instead so yeah less about the justice system failing more about how I suppose the justice system can be taken advantage by and corrupt or even ignored by those who have enough money to do so yeah definitely I think as well like um the the justice in their own hands is quite a it's a bit Lord of the Fliesies, isn't it? It's like mm. the systems failed, there's no law here, so we're gonna go and do it ourselves. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's just the two different ways in which that DIY takes place. In the diner that DIY is rat poison and a great big knife. Here that DIY is just obscene amounts of money changing hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To make everything go right but but it's just showing that even if you're if you're not well off it doesn't work if you are well off it still doesn't work because so so with the failing being that it can the justice and with enough money 
can be ignored. The wrong man is paid to take the fall for something he didn't do. The lawyer takes his cut. The police officer comes in and he's on it too. Through those failings, it doesn't go right. The wrong man is killed because he's there's a great bit of like foreshadowing, I guess. Because uh, as the morning breaks and the and the news cycle picks up on this hit and run, um, you you're watching these characters watch the telly. And... Oh, this is where I lost it. I absolutely lost it here. <laughs> I was in hysterics. What, when you see the guy on the telly? No. So they, the, the parents, the mums on the sofa crying, the dad's in the background, and he just slaps the glass so half arsely <laughs> off the table. He's like, oh. <laughs> it just sent me so much. I was like, oh, video game action, you know, where they like stop. <laughs> like, it was a quick time event. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I could not take it seriously after that. I was like, oh my god. Mm. I think I think maybe not that specifically is supposed to be funny, but it is supposed to be funny how much his lawyer and the policeman sort of all taking the piss out of him. Mm. And like his lawyer being like, all right, I was speaking to the police guy. He wants a million. And yeah. then when the police guy says... All right. Yeah, as long as I get my five hundred thousand, he's like five hundred. You told me it was a million. The law's like, oopsie. <laughs> it's good. It's great. But yeah, so through you, you see, um, on the telly, mm. he like gets cut off just before he sort of finishes mm-hmm. the sentence. But the husband and father of this unborn child is like, I'm gonna find whoever did this, and I'm gonna kill the. And then the they turn off the telly and then at the end the groundskeeper is finally accepted to to this bribe and isn't he getting like a flat or something when for his family when he comes out and yeah yeah he's getting he's getting life made for him basically yeah if he comes out um because he does not come out because you i guess it, it <laughs> so he comes out of the house you know like sort of coat over his head so people can't see his identity and you see the dad from the telly just muscle his way through the cloud and just wallop him on the head. What is it like a like a brick or a or a pipe? It's a hammer, I think. A hammer, it? some sort of Cluedo weapon. Um, <laughs> and and it, it cuts to black, I think, doesn't it? After the first hit, but mm. it's still black for a bit, and you hear like three or four more just dull thuds to the skull. So I think the groundskeeper died. But he's the wrong man. So, again, justice system failed because people ignored it through those failings. That's my uh, catchphrase for this podcast. Through these failings. Through these failings. I'm writing an essay. Through these failings. <laughs> in this essay, wrong, I will. In this essay, I will. The wrong man's killed um, because, because not only did the rich people ignore the justice system, I guess the difference is the rich guys can ignore the justice system and get away with that. The husband also ignored the justice system and just took matters into his own hand, much like the chef with the knife. It's just like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill him with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. But I doubt he didn't face consequences. He probably did face consequences for that. So there was a couple of bits in the, the, the film where I was like... So overall, I enjoyed it. Not as much as High Rise. I preferred High Rise. Did you? Um, yeah. But... I definitely prefer this. Like I love both. But this is I love this film like so much. I I don't know. I think with this 
I found myself like the an anthrology point is it was a little bit of a lecture and I was like oh I see I see <laughs> you get the bad. point after the you get People the point after bad. the first one and then you're like oh my god there's five more of these yeah it was it was quite um a little bit on the nose with preachiness at times especially with the the middle one which is little bomber little bomber uh, yeah he so this guy gets his car towed whilst waiting to pick up a birthday cake for his daughter uh, the tow place won't let him take his car and he misses his daughter's birthday party um eventually this spirals out of control where his wife <laughs> proceeds to divorce him because he missed yeah. it and everything and the guy gets fired from his job mm. things like that it's um, the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah so and he is the camel in an ultimate act of revenge he piles up <laughs> bombs in this car yeah because he he's a he's a demolitions towed. expert that's his job he gets his car towed and uh yeah blows people up but he's in prison like after the bombing, see, you see him in prison. Everyone's like, "Hey, Obama, yeah. Obama!" El like Bomeno. clapping and everything. And his daughter's finally proud of him, yeah, and, his and his wife, wife is back. And they give him a little cake with a tow truck on it to mark the anniversary of his bombs. And I was like, "Okay, I see." But I, I, I think see it's... who the good guy is in this film, and it's the working class man. I think. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, that's that's right. The that's baddies, yeah. the baddie is the system. There's no one person you can you can pin any anything on. It's the systems we have in place. But like, I think the film is good enough and funny enough and interesting. No, I guess that's not what I mean. Not interesting, but like just entertaining enough that you don't need to read in to the message to enjoy it yeah yeah like, uh, maybe, I, maybe I, for the diner one for, for some of the stories I agree with you but for the for the road trip one that was just a testosterone fueled sparring <sighs> match between cars and I was like yeah. I'm not really enjoying this bit and for the the final one hmm because in the final one, this woman, she she's marrying this guy who's having sex with a staffer, and um, she finds out, she goes livid, and she pushes the staffer into a mirror, <laughs> uh, and then they, she has sex with her new husband, there and there, whilst the guests start to leave. It's like oh, yeah, happy ending. <laughs> takes two to tango. Absolutely. But they both forgive each other. But anyway, um, just just before we jump oh, yeah. into that one, just slightly back to the 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 bomb Rewind. the bomb one. Die. Um, because I think I think you're right. This is probably the most overtly um political one because it's it's where where all the characters and I guess all the other ones are acting the way they do because they're signifiers for systems. This is more about just a guy actually battling those systems head on because he's actually going to, you know, the ticket office and whatnot and is actually 
watching his car get towed. He's he's directly interacting with the systems, not just people who are products of these systems, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but his portrayal of as a hero is a little bit muddied because the DVLA workers are just doing their borderline minimum wage job that they have to mm. do. And they're the ones that get killed. No one hires. No up. one dies. I think they do, because there's people... No, no, no. No, no, no. no. One, of the, one of the headlines when there's, like, the the thing is, like... Uh, he was a demolitions expert, so did he know the exact range for no one to get hurt? Ah, I see. He's not but a violent man. But people did get disfigured quite badly, <laughs> because you see glass. You see this woman absolutely fucking eat glass. It's just, like, <laughs> there, and it just goes on her face. She was just there to pay her fine. Now mm. she's got old uh, Freddy Krueger, isn't she? Well, that's just that's just extremism and terrorism and radicalization, isn't it? It's yeah. Just, do the ends justify the means? And at the end of this story, it, the answer seems to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like you say, everyone's happy with them. So, so the the more so than just government, it's. Just bureaucracy, really, yeah. isn't it? That is is specifically parking tickets, but it's just uh, it could it could be anything. Where you've got systems that simply do not work, and every time you try and speak to someone, they say, "All right, we need to do this," and you say, "Well, I did that," and they told me to do this, and I did that, and now it's, I'm just I'm I'm in a loop, you know? But, yeah. It doesn't work, and I don't know how. It works in Argentina with with parking. Here it would be a double yellow, I suppose. Um, you know, parking in front of a fire hydrant—that's something you can't do in America, isn't it? You can't have fire hydrants here. Um, they're on the floor, aren't they? They're on the floor, which is just genius because then you can't hit them and you know send a big water spout. I just don't up. think you're meant to park in front of them still, though. Is that right? I don't know. I've never seen a sign that says... We had one by us, and Joe was parking by it the other day, and he was like, oh, I best move a little bit forward so I don't block that. I see. That's why, but I don't know if that was just him being courteous or... I've never seen a sign that says... Or maybe it's just double yellow in front of them. That's probably what it is. Double yellow. This country is double yellow. But what he says is... um, Because he's right. When he parks there, there's... I couldn't see anything to indicate you couldn't park there. And in one of his rants to, you know, someone through the plexiglass screen, he's shouting, like, the curb wasn't painted yellow or something. Uh, so if that's how it works, the curb needs to be painted yellow. I went back and I had a look, and you can... Because you can, there's a close-up of the curb mm. as, he, as he pulls into it. And there are there are very subtle flecks of yellow paint on the curb he parks on. But he's right, n- nowhere near enough to know that you can't park there. I'm assuming, usually, the whole curb is painted yellow, but there's very little flecks of, of yellow paint. So he's right. He is in the right. How he goes about it may not be right, but he <laughs> is in the right in terms of he should not have got that ticket. And, you know, that's the point. It's about you know you're right. What can you do when this huge system is saying, no, you're wrong? So, yeah. He he goes on a on a on a rampage because his vehicle was towed and and because the curb wasn't painted yellow and through that failing he gets angry he smashes the window of the booth um, the man he was he for the man he was talking to him with a fire extinguisher 
um, his wife leaves him, um, which is which is then even more institutions turning his back on him. The institution of marriage doesn't work out for him anymore, and through these failings, he takes matters into his own hands mm-hmm. and enacts re- revenge, like you said, puts the bomb in the boot, gets it towed, blows it up. Um, but then that, I think, is what's so interesting about the ending is that of course this would happen all like social media is backing him as the guy that blew up the the HQ of the people that give out tickets and tow your cars it's true. who wouldn't who wouldn't be behind that guy it's great so the cruel irony at the end is to to prove himself right he has to go so far as to put himself in prison. It's the only thing he can do to actually win, it seems, is to go so far as to get himself in prison. And everyone believes him. But now he's in prison, which is, you know, the most systematic, most bureaucratic place you can possibly be. So it's it's bittersweet. You know, sure, everyone now believes him, but now he's... He's in probably his worst nightmare, hell, for this man. The man who hates being told what to do is now in prison. (laughs) Sure, everyone believes you, and yeah, it ends with a smile and his wife believing him, but it's just, it's it's bleak that that's how far you need to go to be believed. At least that's, again, what the film is saying. Yeah. Um, I think someone says to him, in like the in in the queue where he's paying up to argue the tosses be like oh, what you do you pay and relax or you fight and give yourself a heart attack so that's essentially what happens you know you won't change society won't change i'm tired <laughs> i'm not fighting this you can but 99% of people will not it's just far easier to pay the fine but in this instance we're seeing is is an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object and sure he's happy and sure he gets a th- probably got his fine written off through the outcry but he is in prison so was it worth it <laughs> yeah why not it's worth it he got his <sighs> thing his kid loves him again he seems to think it's worth it his wife's happy I'd, yeah I'd say not but I guess <laughs> no. that's I'd, I'd just pay it I'd rant and rave, but not to the people that could do anything, because I know they wouldn't do anything unless I blew them up. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. That's probably the better option out of the two. Hmm. The last segment Yeah. is the one you briefly mentioned. Um, which, El which Brido. The, El Brido. <laughs> Bridezilly. Um is is i suppose about the institution <laughs> yeah. of marriage and monogamy um so again as as they all really were touched on in that first one in the plane with his girlfriend who cheated on him but this is the expense of that so it's their wedding day like you said she finds out she cheated or his her, her husband cheated so she cheats in revenge um but I think it is a happy story or a happy ending because well no because it's not because where all the other ones all the other ones are I would have used the phrase and I have used the phrase through these failings here I'm going to use the phrase despite these failings they forgive each other after 
possibly stay in a... someone. Yeah, but she's not. She's relevant now. Monogamy. It's all about her and him. They forgive each other. They start fucking in the middle of their wedding reception. Everyone slowly just says, okay, I guess we'll leave. <laughs> I'm ahead. <laughs> it's been a good night. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, as, as possibly one of the best covers of all time plays. Bobby Womack's doing Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. It's definitely, I think, a happy ending. And it, it's no, I guess, accident that they put that one last where all the others have this you know death. usually death, death bad ending you know the bomb guy sure is happy he's in prison this is this is about as happy as the film gets I think the ending would you say I agree with that it's as happy as the film gets but <laughs> I think it's a little strong to say it's a happy ending um mm. but I think maybe the point is this is as happy as it can get in yes. our society I don't agree with that I haven't gone through anything that these characters have gone through, and I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. Yeah. I, I think it's just... I mean, you'd be dead if you had. Yeah. Or in jail. I guess. Or in jail. It's just, <laughs> it's just sometimes it can work out. Sometimes these things do fail. We do cheat on each other, but it's not the be-all and end-all. You can forgive each other and just get on with your wedding. Yeah, that's that's all well and good. That's all happy clappy and all that shite. But like, I I just feel like there was no responsibility on the guy that like who's she forgiving because she she never tells him off in the first place. It's all on the work. She doesn't she doesn't tell him off, but she does get her revenge. I'm not saying they cancel each other out. It's just two bad things, <laughs> not two bad things make a good thing it's just two bad things but I think they sort of agree non-verbally agree alright we've got this behind us let's get on with our marriage I hetero love man hetero love astounds <laughs> me <laughs> yeah I but oh, it's but it's it's <laughs> You know, these, these marriage and monogamy being twisted into weapons, but, and it's yeah. just, it's mind games and physical games and sex games, but at the end, they're like, no, enough of that. Stop the silliness. We're married now. Yeah. First year of marriage is the hardest. Yeah, I don't see it lasting. <laughs> I just I feel like it's on par with the others. It's not it's not a violent well, it's it's somewhat violent, but it's not as violent and outlandish as the rest where people physically die. But there's definitely like I dunno, it's what did I say it's happy? My for the film happy, yes, for them. I'd say there's some serious issues there. Like, okay, mm. so just break it down to, like, take away all the artsy-fartsy. <laughs> okay? Say you're getting married. You've had an affair. Joe's had an affair, right? Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. And she's like, fuck you, right? And then you're like, no, 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 it's cool. We're going to put this behind us. We're going to get married anyway. Solid. 
why would you do it in front of your, everyone and your parents? <laughs> that shows that there is something so goddamn wrong there. And honestly, what's, mm. what's happening there? What, what's that about? No. I think it's it's just about, you know, sort of <laughs> surrendering to those base needs it's all about returning to to primalism you say forget the artsy fartsy but i think it's just more artsy fartsy is that is what's happening in all these stories is people just regressing to the point where they're either fucking or killing or that's it whether either fucking or killing yeah all right got me there (laughs) got me there fella you got me there i think because the wedding and the 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 reception and everything they're doing is all tradition and stuff we've built on top of our very base nature and they're just stripping that away and being like I don't I don't care that you cheated I don't care that I cheated let's just just fuck on our wedding cake and listen to Bobby Womack and good for them and good for them but the poor worker good for them well it gets thrown into the mirror yeah fair enough that is that you say that this one's less gruesome, but I'd say that's one of the worst sort of shots of the film where you see her just sitting on the stairs, all the glass in her. Yeah. And like the paramedics just picking them out one by one. Ugh. One yeah. of the worst fates. Where's her justice? Takes two to tango. Yeah. That's her justice. Her justice is being flung into the mirror. Everyone gets their just desserts apart from the chef. He's probably one making the desserts, but I'm just... <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say a sharp. Where's that fucking Fritz got talent button? Yeah, if we were more of a produced podcast, we'd uh, we'd have that on <laughs> some sort of soundboard. We should get a soundboard. Oh my god, yeah. Remix. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. What's that keyboard from score? It's like, DJ. DJ. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I reckon that's, you know, the cheapest one with those sounds already installed. Like 50, 75 quid. I think we should make that expense. Yeah. Let's do it. Speaking of DJ, at their wedding, they've also, the the thing opens and they're listening to... uh, what is it? Titanium. David Guetta. Oh, interesting. Oh, what a what a banger. Yeah, that is a banger. Mm. Blast from the I not did like too the music, distant actually. past. I loved yeah. the, the bit in the second one where the third one, sorry, where the two these two guys are fighting. Mm. That's the only one we've spoken about yet. Should we? Yeah. Should we? Should we cover that? Mm. Um. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. These two guys are driving one of them's in a pretty nice audi mm. bulletproof windows the lot the other guy's in this like crappy little pickup truck yeah and the audi guy overtakes the pickup truck guy really smugly yeah. but then his tire blows out <laughs> and the pickup guy calls like, him a redneck on the way past as well yeah <laughs> and the pickup guy catches up to him eventually and just starts smashing his windshield with a <laughs> pipe and then this guy yeah. And takes a shit on his windscreen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. A very dry, sorry-looking shit, isn't it? Well, there is no rush. splat factor. <laughs> that guy is not very hydrated. <laughs> There's a river next to them. Um, <laughs> so, 
the Audi guy believes it's totally logical because the guy's attacking his window to drive him off the road mm. and he goes into a river and the Audi guy changed his tyre and is driving along and then decides to try and run him over but crashes his <laughs> Audi in the river and then it's basically that it's a tit for tat and they're trying yeah. to kill each other and there's it's just a fight bit... to the death by the end yeah it's a fight to the death and it's horrific there's this bit where the Audi guy is being choked out with a seatbelt and he's like yeah Bleh. oh and he's he's being choked with the seatbelt and he's standing on his car because the, the car is vertical vertical yeah. at this point so he's standing on the open door and then it breaks away like you know like the trap door to a to a hangman's gallows yeah. <laughs> it's a real sort of good little mirror to the days there's this bit where they like I don't know whether it's because I was watching it and it might have been a bit laggy but there's another thing that made me laugh which is when the, the two guys are scraggling in the car Mm. And Audi guy gets a fire hydrant thing. What is it? A fire extinguisher, yeah, that's fire it. Fire extinguisher. Yeah. And the other guy's got this crowbar. They're really slowly just like poking each other yeah. in the head with it. Uh, but like, it's... it's meant to be like they're whacking. But the sound no. or something's like. Boop, boop, boop. No, no, you're right. It's totally meant to be just like pitiful. It's supposed to be hilarious. That is, again, supposed to be funny. I think, at least. It was. Yeah, they were just You're trying to wallop each other other over the head with a, yeah, crowbar and a fire extinguisher, but you've only got as much room as as the interior of a car to actually get any sort of (laughs) run-up. So it's just... Doom. Doom. (laughs) I love it. I think it's great. And And then one of the funniest bits is... Uh, the the redneck for, for I'm just using the words he used the redneck um, <laughs> was, thinks thinks he's uh you know killed the other guy choked him out in the seatbelt mm. uh, so he, he rips off a bit of his shirt puts it in the the you know petrol bit <laughs> I, I do drive I do fill up my car with petrol <laughs> I don't know what it's called right now <laughs> the petrol bit I don't do it very well the uh, look the mouth. Um, <laughs> that was the mouth. <laughs> it looked like you unhinged your jaw for that. Yeah, I do. Often. Half snake. Um, and he likes it so that it's going to blow up and he starts to clamber out and the guy comes back and just grabs his leg and the guy's like, <gasps> starts <gasps> trying to blow, <laughs> blow it out. <laughs> oh, and then when it blows up and the people are like, what do you think happened here in the... Like sheriff's like, oh, um, yeah, crime of passion. Crime of passion, but like the skeletons are like holding each other, and it's yeah. like that, um, you know, that archaeological dig of the two lovers, and they're like yeah, two skeletons yeah. hold. It was like that. It's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. Hilarious, but yes, um, obviously, uh, this is, um, again, <laughs> I used it last week. Uh, I won't go into as much detail this week because. Hopefully you heard it. Uh, nuts in May again. It's high rise all over again. It's just the rich and the poor faced with each other outside of law. What happens when they're pressed up against each other? And as always in yeah. film and literature, they murder each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's his car breaks. He's not able to fix it. Again, you know, obviously stereotypically the guy he has shouted at probably would be able to fix it so 
the failings of society aren't just the failings of society, it's the failings of modern technology as well and how we rely on it too much and the people he calls to come and fix it don't come at all or, you know, not in time at least. So, again, doesn't work. His phone's not working. Nothing's working. Everything is breaking. It's just these guys out there and through these failings, they return to their primal instincts, murder, um... And it's just, it's it's very high-rise, I'd say, as close to this film gets to high-rise. It was quite hyper-masculine, that bit as well, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a lot of Im- primal imagery there, like, taking a dump on the cars, like, marking who's the bigger boy, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. like, very much uh, domineering in the, the fight to the death, their own stubbornness and... Mm just the toxicity of it absolutely can you change a tyre can I change a tyre yeah can I fuck I don't even drive (laughs) (laughs) destroy Uh, gender until it (laughs) helps me (laughs) (laughs) feminism leaving my body of course I can't it's good good skill I wouldn't have known the skill unless um, I probably told you when it happened I uh, burst my driving instructor's tyre so what was supposed to be you know a two hour session of you know me driving was a two hour session of me learning how to change his tyre because he made me do most of it which is fair enough I'm the one who popped it and now I know how don't need to I have Joe yeah one day one day you might want to drive and you'll be out there by yourself and it'll go pop and you go, where's well, the spare tyre? And it won't like, be a spare tyre, it'll be a canister full of goo. And you're like, I don't know how to use this goo. That's what we've got, a canister full of goo. I don't know how to use the goo. I'm going to learn to bike. Motobike? Yes. Sorry, Jeez. Mum. Good Does luck. Tell me off, Wear Mom. a helmet. No, see, what I thought was no. it will be a really <laughs> good opportunity to die a tragic die. death and <laughs> haunt a road. Oh, you'll be Ghost Rider. Right, exactly. I'd be the new Avenger. Yeah, dude, when's Ghost Rider going to join the MCU properly? No. And are they going to get Nick Cage to do it? Uh, yes, they probably will. That'd be hilarious. Few, few sort of couple of decades from now, I think they'll get around to Ghost Rider. It'll be, it'll be a new Ghost Rider, you know, new, new, new actor, but I think Nick Cage will have a cameo in it as like... You know, Ghost Rider, previous Ghost Rider, yeah. exactly. Son of Ghost Rider. <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> we'll do it for you. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Um. Just, just to sort of um, wrap up all the all the messages of the film, um, and then we'll we'll. I got, I think, one note actually about how I like the actual way it was filmed and shot. But just oh, to yeah. wrap up the 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 societal woe part, uh, the director, da- Damien Shizfron, probably saying it wrong, definitely saying it wrong, he said, We are all conscious that this system is not organised in our benefit. We behave like good citizens, we pay our taxes, and we are law-abiding citizens, and buy the products 
they sell to us. But at the same time, we all feel uncomfortable as the ceiling is too low or we didn't have enough oxygen. This creates a great pressure that reflects in our love life or family life. We suffer this lack of time, this extreme difficulty to make money and do so many things that we are not interested in. Facing that reality, a lot of people get depressed and some others explode. This is a film about those who explode. <laughs> I liked it. I, I see. Thought that was, I thought that was just the best way of putting it. It's a film about those that don't back down when things go wrong. Yeah. So it's a film about not me. I think in all these situations, I'd be like, okay. I'd be the depressed people, not those who explode. That's interesting. Because those, those, <laughs> those are the people we all want to be, right? At least those are the people I want to be. Not Death specifically roll. these people, but I want to, you know, be less of a, you know, less terrified to actually make a phone call. Yeah, I mean, shower fights. Exactly, shower fights. Yeah, yeah. Always arguing with the soap. <laughs> Yeah, I see that. Uh, spines of steel, isn't it? Exactly. Um, I think that's why everyone loves the the guy. What do they call him? El El Dynamito or something. <laughs> the guy who blows up the guys who towed his car. You know, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants. Everyone loves it because everyone wants to do that. You know, not literally, but everyone fantasizes, and he's the guy that did it. These are all the people that did it. Yeah. For better or worse. Oh, I see what you did there. No. <laughs> in sickness and in blowing up. I think the film probably is quite geared towards the lens of a specific target audience. But I don't think that limits yeah, what it anarchists. says. anarchists. <laughs> it's a film for anarchists. It's a film for the Riddler's viewers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then you must have loved it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought just just very briefly. I thought the film was shot very nicely, especially that first proper segment in the diner. Um, well, I I tend to a judge of... a film quite quickly on how it looks. Oh, like right. the first shot. I know it's really snobby, but if the first shot looks shite, I'm going to think the rest of the film is shite, and I'm going to be like... Was it shite? I really liked it. There was no establishing (sighs) shots, which is, like, the the norm. It was a Mm. tracking shot of the girl's heels at the airport, and I was like, oh, this is wobbly and messy. I like this. Ooh, wobbly and messy. Oh, where are we going? I'm in. Yeah, Mm. so... That's my Yeah, I think there was a lot of good... A lot of good... A lot of good camera work. A lot of good framing. Especially, Mm -hmm. yeah, that diner scene, because obviously they're in the little pass through those little windows you have to the kitchen in a, in a diner like that yeah. so there's a lot of frames within frames and them being separated from each other and the the they actually used you know in almost a very sort of Edgar Wright way the camera for a joke where it's it's you have the waitress in the foreground uh, the the chef lady standing sort of just behind and to the right of her and then way in the background through this window on her left you have the uh, the crime boss mm. waiting for his food, and the shot starts, and it's the it's our waitress on the left, and the chef on the right, and then she's telling her story about this man. He came to my village. 
he shot he ruined my life and it's supposed to be sort of melodramatic you know because it, it's setting up this punchline and the camera slowly pans to the left as we see less of the chef mm. and more of her and the crime boss in the background and then it's on this shot of now the waitress on the right and the crime boss in the background on the left and then you hear the chef go let's kill him and it, <laughs> the camera just whips back like it was a slow pan there it whips back quickly to <laughs> what <laughs> yeah hilarious. i just like it the filming was fun um, yeah I, I think i think it is a comedy and it's not taking itself super seriously no because again, it's about like High Rise did to less of extent this, but it's about taking these situations to extreme conclusions. So mm. it's always going to be silly and funny. Yeah, but I liked it. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Ooh, I'm going to give it a seven because I didn't enjoy it as much as High Rise, which I rated at eight. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree with you on the eight, but I ugh, I love this film. Absolutely adore this film. There's a lot of films that you've been choosing that are, like, horrifically violent. Um, and they say cinema is akin to the dream state. Are you okay, fella? <laughs> <laughs> My dreams are Just messy. Just checking in. Um, we, have, we have the next two, I think we're going to do, our lovely schmaltzy happy films. Ooh. With zero deaths. Oh. I think. I, I, I think that is a guarantee. After that... We're back to horror, <laughs> and then back to comedy, and then lots of death, and then even more death, and then even more death. Uh, no death, but very sad. And then we're back to happy, and then we're back to death, and then we're back to loads of death, uh, mm. and then we're back to happy. We're ending on happy. That's the rest of the season panned out in terms of death <laughs> and happy. <laughs> okay. So it's up and down, it's up and down, it's up and down. Okay. Yeah. But next two weeks, very happy. Next week, funny and happy week after that mm, funny but more schmaltzy lovey-dovey cutesy stuff hi hi what <laughs> see ya bye <laughs>